Hey, uh, good afternoon. We are getting ready to do a podcast review of the uh, 20th anniversary. Hey, pass me a beer. And I was wondering, uh, we can't find anything. Look, at least promise me you won't drink. Alcohol always leads to trouble. I wondered if you guys could tell me what the ABV and IBU is. Hey, who wants to play drink the beer? Right here. <laughs> you win. All right, what do I win? Another beer. Yeah, we're not finding anything online on it. <laughs> Just have a cup of coffee. Bear it is. No, nothing on the bottle. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing on the bottle. Coffee. Beer. So Chad's on the phone right now with Central Waters. Can you text it to me? Trying to get the information. Okay. I kill for a beer. <gasps> Chad. Relax. Cheap beer and a sympathetic ear. Step right up. Right. Okay. Yeah, we'll probably go ahead and start recording. And if you find it, you know, in the next half hour, 45 minutes, something like that, that would be perfect. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. Well, the tap room doesn't even know. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Chad from the Beard Hops podcast. I am back in studio with Adam today. Hi Adam. I'm right here. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we're going to do a couple of podcasts today and the first one we're going to do is called the Central Waters 20th Anniversary XX. I'm guessing that's how you pronounce it. Not positive, uh, but this is a really, you know, this is a really interesting model that we're going to try today because there is very, very, very limited information on this. It's so limited that Chad just got off the phone with Central Waters. He called them directly to try and find out what's up with this beer. Because on the, on the bottle, there's no ABV. There's no IBUs. There's really literally, it's hard to see on here, but there's literally, that's it. So the, Yeah, it's a tiny little label. Morning, where it's from, that it's aged in oak. And how much it is, and then that's it, though. And it's made in Amherst, Wisconsin. So, yeah. So hopefully, the tap room, uh, the brewery, will text me while we're while we're recording this, and we'll get that missing piece of info. Yeah, because we've been looking all over the inner tubes for this. What we do know is that it is a blend of beer, so similar to the cuvee by Three Sheeps that we've been ranting and raving and love so much. Um, it is a blend of beers from the past year. Right for the 20th. Well, it's got to be, well, not from the past year, because I think it's, it's aged, two aged for two years. So it's a blend from at least probably three years ago would be my guess. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. But, and again, uh, we apologize for not having a full amount uh, of regular information on this that we would normally have. But, hey, this one will be a surprise um, all around, I think. I think it's going to be delicious. The, the yeah. reviews are, are very good on it. Um, just no real information on exactly what it is. Yeah, I mean, even Untapped has no ABV, no IBU. It's been checked in a total of 1,674 times, um, and it has an average of 4.63. So it's got a really, really good average. Uh, real quickly, like I said, the bottle, nothing really there. Um, of course, they have their standard lid cap there, so um can open this thing. Open it up and... Uh... Yeah, pour your half, just half, and then pour my half. <laughs> so this was uh, just released at a special release party, tap room only, 
uh, on draft, and that was the only place you could actually get this bottle. Oh, yeah, that's very, that's very, it's bourbony. Uh, we were, we were, we did find that this is going to be somewhat similar to the Brasserie Noir from Goose Island. It's pouring very nicely. Sorry, we're not getting the pour on the, on the camera here, but it does pour nicely. It's fizzy, like a, like a Coke or Coca-Cola or. This is a Brasserie Noir Coca-Cola style. I don't, I'm trying to be even here because, well, Gina's sip will be, I think my glass is a little more full. So Gina's sip will be out of, out of this one. So the head on this one, uh, it's off color, tight bubbles. It really does look like a cola a head. Yeah, really. they're, they're, I've got a variety of bubble sizes. They're all pretty tight. They're not stout or porter tight, but. And the head is almost gone. Um, the smell is, I mean, the head on mine is completely gone. Yeah. And all I'm smelling is, is bourbon right now. So. Chocolate and bourbon. Mainly bourbon, uh, but I can smell some chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a little chocolate in there. Well, yeah, and you cannot and see through this at all. Black. Yeah, no reason for a light test because it's pretty bright in here. <laughs> right, it's pretty bright in here. <laughs> yeah, see, all right, let's drink this thing. <laughs> Mm. Mm. It's it is it is somewhat similar to Brasserie Noir. Now we haven't sampled Brasserie Noir. Hi Gina, you want to try <laughs> you it? Try it. You, you can talk to people. Yeah, we are. We're recording right now. Recording. Did you have the cuvee? Yeah, I did. No, you can't have any. Their daughter's here. She's uh, <laughs> she's here to sample some <laughs> some apple juice. <laughs> That's really good, guys. What do you think? <laughs> um, it's malty. Yes, malty. Yeah, it is malty. Smooth. Other spices in there. Is this barrel-aged bourbon? It is. It is barrel-aged bourbon. She asked that question. Yeah, I can tell. I'm kind of getting the sense for our feet now. It's really good. Our amateur, she's becoming pretty good at this thing. <laughs> well, you know, that's the Thanks for the taste, guys. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Now, on, yeah, on they say a similar beer would be the Brasserie Noir from Goose Island, which I thought we had... We were, I thought I had some when we were down there. Yes, we did. That yeah. was what we, that's what we started with. But I don't remember what it tastes like anymore. So um, It tasted kind of like this. Uh, this actually tastes a little more carbonated than the Brasserie yeah. Noir. Uh, but the flavor is very, very, very similar. Uh, it's, it's, to me, it's very, it's very chocolatey. It's got bourbon for sure all over the place. Front, middle, bourbon back. Bourbon for sure. I mean, I have bourbon, yeah, all over, everywhere. The... The chocolate hits me about halfway through the sip and stays towards the end along with the bourbon. So it's like a chocolate bourbon to me. Yep. But the flavor doesn't stay very long. Like once it's washed down, it's pretty much That's gone. true. That's true. Like it doesn't like the, the, cu the cuvee, a cuvee. Um, 
uh, some of the other ones we've had, the barrel age, that'll, the bourbon will kind of last for a little bit and you get the aftertaste. But this, it's like, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't sit that long. Yeah. Um, I can still feel the tingle of the bourbon, Mm -hmm. but the taste is, the taste goes away. You can feel the heat. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's delicious. I, um, I would, yeesh. I think it's, I think it's really good. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hang on. I will give it, I'll give it a four right off the bat. And I won't, I, I won't go any higher than that right away until we get through. I mean, I might go higher. I don't know, but I think it'll stay a solid four and I'm not, I'm not going to go any higher than that off the bat just because compared to some other blends that we've had um, uh, from three sheeps uh, especially. So I would compare this. I, I can't, I think the closest thing I compare it to is the Brasserie Noir. Now that's, I don't know that Brasserie Noir is an actual blend though. That's just a Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels. I will look. I use a good point. I don't actually. Yeah. So we'll find that out. So this being a blend. <laughs> nice. That was good. <laughs> this being a blend, I don't want to compare it to a regular Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels. I, w- I wish we knew what the blend was. So real quickly, uh, yeah. Brasserie Noir is a barrel aged Imperial Stout aged in wet Cabernet barrels. Okay. So you really can't compare because that's bourbon. This is right. cab. So yeah, there's really, it is it's not blended. It is interesting. The flavor being fairly similar between the two, but our, the Brasserie Noir is way sweeter. Right. Because the cab is yeah. definitely going to be, yeah, it's yeah. definitely sweeter for sure. So comparing this to the only other two blends that I've had being the, th- the sh- three sheeps, 2017 and 2018, mm-hmm. I can't rate it any higher than a four because those, I-, I did like those better. This is very, very good though. I'll start with a four. Yeah. I'm starting at a three and a half. Um, but the, it's, I guess it's kind of good that I just had QV yesterday. Cause I had QV 17 yesterday. QV. Whatever. I'm pronouncing how I want to. <laughs> um, <laughs> um because I think there's just so much more flavor to Cuvée. Yes. 18 and 17. Yes, I totally Although it's not really fair to do it to 17 because that's also in wine barrels. So if we're talking Mostly about, in wine barrels. Yeah. yeah. So we're doing 18. The, I mean, the flavor is a lot better to me um, from the Three Sheeps Cuvée. Yeah. But I mean, this is good. Absolutely, it's good. Yeah, so. it is really good. Oh, as a, the uh, brewery just texted me. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we have an ABV it, uh, at 13.5. Hmm. So right. That's good. That's up there. Uh, they, they never did an IBU calculation, though. Yeah. So, I figured. you know, and on these limited releases, I don't blame a brewery for not doing that. They're not going to, there's not that much of it out there. Um, it does have some bitterness to it, um, which, you know, in any, any good imperial out anything in this category should have some some decent bitterness to it meaning i would say 55 or higher 55 to 75 somewhere in that range would probably i would guess would where this one would calculate but you know the way we've talked about ibus before they don't matter who really knows and it doesn't really you're right it doesn't really matter uh, where's jake we need a rant i know right i know so uh, thank you for Central Waters, uh, to Central Waters for texting me that information yeah. while we're doing the podcast. I'm going to message them back real quick. 
Yeah, we had just, because um, we couldn't find any information online about this beer. It was actually pretty hard to find. And so uh, Chad just like, well, I'm just going to call him. So we did call and ask. And they're nice enough to text us back. We told them we were doing a podcast, told them we were going on the air here. So they were nice enough to text back. So 13. Point five. 13.5. 13.5. 13.5. I mean, that's good. It's yeah, like, it's, uh, I mean, they, they really don't, for Imperial Stouts aged in anything, they really don't get much stronger than that. Some of them can get up in the 14, 15, 16 range, but most of them are, are typically in the 11 to 13 yeah. or so range. So now this one, uh, we didn't cool at all. This one was pretty, it was room temperature right yeah. when we poured. Yep. So I don't know. So really the only change that will happen as we drink this is really to our palates. Yeah. Because temperature really is not going to change. It's just our, how our palates change to it. So Yeah. And we notice, well, when temperature changes, we, we have found that we've, we've noticed some significant changes. That happened the other night with a 120 right. from Dogfish Head. Absolutely. And <laughs> um, if you haven't heard that one, definitely go check that out. Dogfish Head 120. Um, won't, won't give the show away. Um, but I will say that in our time reviewing beers, we have never started farther apart. That was the first time we started yeah, yeah, very right. far apart, uh, in our, in our thoughts on a beer. So, yeah, uh, I won't that tell you how it ended. You got to go find out for yourself, but uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll link below to that, to that review. Um, yeah, it's, the, uh, it's good. Just, uh, I don't, I don't think it has as much flavor. Yeah. Yeah, I I think I mean, but it, as uh, as I've said in the past, a beer that reaches that four plus category for me is an exceptional beer. Right. So uh, even though I can't rate it higher than than a four right off the bat here, um, it's still something that's truly truly exceptional for me. Uh, you gave the average rating on Untapped, right? Four, yeah, yeah, four, I did six, four three. six three. Yeah. The the only description we've really been able to find on this beer is from untapped. Um, I have no idea where they got it from cause I can't yeah. find it anywhere else. So it, I, I don't know if this was on their website. Yeah. No, it's, it's not. not uh, when you go into their specialty beers or whatever it is, their special release beers, they have year 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. They don't have year 20 up there yet. And we should say that this was just released. The 27, January 27. January 27th. Yeah. So yeah. it's not like it's, not even a month old yet. Yeah, it was just added untapped on the 26th. They had the release party for it on the 27th. Uh, I think Adam mentioned this was a tap room only. Uh, I don't think I actually mentioned that. Okay, so they Central Waters had a party for this, a release party. Um, it, it was only available to those that bought tickets to go to this party, uh, which I don't know how much tickets were, but I'm sure it was... I'm sure it was a really, really good party and you got, you got it on draft and they were also selling bottles right. at the party only. Now I got this one uh, again through my friend, Chris at Ridgeview liquors. You're the best Chris. Um, this uh, yeah. Ridgeview is, has been really, really good to me as far as uh, picking up some really good, interesting uh, beers that I wouldn't probably normally get. Uh, I won't give, away where they're getting some of this stuff because <laughs> it's not necessarily on the shelves either. So um, Chris has been great uh, to get some of these, these specialties. And this one really is truly a specialty beer because you can't, you can't get it unless you were there. And unless you were there or you're a part of a share group, or if you're a bot, if you're in a bottle trading group, right. uh, you're not going to get this. 
yeah so it was um uh, again thank you so much to you and chris really appreciate it um for us you know being able to try this um and yeah there's really not a ton we usually sit down and we try to uh really review and get good information about the beer before we start these things so we can give that to you guys but this one was just there was nothing there search after search after search i'm like i'm coming up with nothing except for uh untapped uh previous years on rate beer and people trying to sell this thing for like 50 dollars now yeah <laughs> some, some beer selling websites that's really all i could find so yeah so while we while we drink this beer um again we can't we've given you basically the information that we know about it yeah. um so we can we do want to talk about central waters brewing company in general and kind of tell you you know where they're at what kind of other beers they do because uh, it's a really cool place yep. um they're in amherst wisconsin I've been to the tap room to the brewery one time. I have not done a tour or anything there, but the tap room is the brew, uh, tap room, brew pub, whatever they call it. Uh, tap room, I think is what they actually call it. It's really, it is a really cool setup. The bar is kind of in the middle of this, of their building. It's a brand new building. They just built it. I just opened it. Um, I want to say last 20, early 2017, something like that. I could be wrong uh, within a few months, but it's a, it's a new facility. The bar is set up in the middle. Uh, there are tables for there we go. groups. I shared their website right there. Okay, perfect. Um, so yeah, you can see the bar is in the middle there and behind it is the actual brewing facility. Yeah, can't really tell from um, this picture, but. The bar is actually a little bit different compared to that picture. There's, there's wings that go off of the bar. Um, they've expanded it just a little bit, but that's, 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 that is the bar. I mean, that's what it looks like. So. Really cool place, uh, Amherst, Wisconsin. They've been around for... 96, I think it was. Yeah, I was going to say, about 20 years, I thought. Yeah, so in 96, two friends, Mike and Jerome, uh, bought an old brick building on Highway 10 in Junction City, Wisconsin. Um, the building was built around 1920, originally Model A Ford dealership. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, Mike and Jerome began production using their own home brewing recipes, like we see pretty much all the time anymore. Um, and over the next two years, um, thoroughly started cleaning and restoring that building. Uh, they got some old, looks like dairy equipment, which is what a lot, a lot of breweries do. A lot of dairy equipment they can repurpose, clean and repurpose mm -hmm. for, for mm -hmm. brewing. So, um, so that's how they started in 96. I'm trying to see. They're also, one thing I do like about them, uh, very big on the renewable energy front as well. They're trying to be, um, they're committed to being one of the most environmentally sustainable breweries in the nation. So that's, that's and this really is, cool. this is actually, I think kind of becoming a trend among, yep. among breweries. Uh, we talked about, uh, three, was it three Floyds? No, I didn't think it was three Floyds. Well, three Floyds is building that new facility. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Oh, it was uh, Sierra Nevada. Yes. They, Sierra. they use the, um, the solar panels, solar panels. and generators. Um, and yeah, they're very, very eco-friendly. I just did a quick review the other day from Capital Brewing over in Middleton, Wisconsin. They're, they're very eco-friendly. Uh, so Central Waters, you know, I, yeah, I think it's just a great thing that the breweries are, are well, really taking note to becoming. Especially uh, how much resources they use. I mean, they use so much energy, um, you know, with the, the heating. They use so much water. Oh, yeah. yeah. So much water. So on their website, you can see um, centralwaters.com slash about slash renewable energy. Um, they have they have two large solar arrays 
One is a thousand square foot solar thermal hot water array. Um, system provides hot water to heat our 12,500 squit, squit, geez, square foot facility. <laughs> also provides preheated water to the brew house. So every beer we make is brewed using solar heated water. So that's great. We also have a uh, 20,000 watt photovoltaic array producing roughly 20% of our energy needs annually. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so see. They also use T8 fluorescent lighting with motion detection switches throughout the brewery. So that uh, will cut down energy there. Um, all these efforts have garnered us recognition as one of the greenest breweries. Oh, that's very, very cool. Oh, it's a, did you mention the green masters program? Nope. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I think that was just, just past where you were talking about there. Um, yeah, I didn't go all the way down. This, the, the first, so central waters is the first brewery granted entrance into the state of Wisconsin's green tier program. Recognize, Cool. Recognizing businesses that are sound environmental stewards, and they're currently the only brewery in the state's Green Masters program. Huh. That's, That's awesome. really cool. I like that. Yeah. They also do have, um, they're philanthropic as well. They have a whole donation request process you can do. Um, they try to give to various, donate, various charities and donate. Um, so that's kind of cool too. So they're very involved in the community, uh, very environmentally sound so that's that is really cool that's another one put that on the list for <laughs> we have to visit yeah like yeah i would actually i would love to go back here and actually do the tour because right yeah one thing that on their homepage, the picture on their homepage is it that's got to be the most barrels i've seen out of a small uh, yeah have you looked at uh well no so there's there's an article by paste magazine um, I guess we can talk about that right now real quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was The article was done on March 6th of 2017, so it's not really old at all. Uh, the, the article basically says Central Waters has become a behemoth, um, but it become a barrel aging behemoth. Let me share the, my, the you guys can see on the Yeah, it's, a, it's amazing. Um, I mean, I, we haven't been to Founders, and Founders does a lot of barrel aging, but this, this picture... And look at those barrels. That's a lot of barrels. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, um, we will we'll add this picture. If you go to our website, we'll add this picture to the show notes so you can see this picture that we're talking about and the article so you can read the article too. But basically, the, the picture on the magazine, Pace Magazine article, is a picture of their barrel house. And it is massive, at least in this shot. It, it looks like a huge warehouse, but there's so many barrels. We were just at Three Sheeps. We saw their barrel house. Yeah. This, I mean, this is nothing. <laughs> the Three Sheeps Barrel House was like... It was impressive. It, but was, a, it was a small, compared to what we're seeing here. This has got to be, yeah, this has got to be thousand, a thousand plus barrels. It's pretty impressive. Um, so Central Waters uh, started doing barrel aging back in 2001. So they're fairly experienced at it. They actually have a, a barrel aged series. And I think it was episode number two that we did. Uh, right. for Central Waters uh, Bourbon Barrel Stout. <laughs> I think that's what it was. I don't know. I think it was number two. We're not numbering the episodes anymore, but it was an early one. Well, you see that it, waters. Um, they stay in here. They say they started doing barrel aging in 2001. We never dreamed it would take up to 30% of our <laughs> volume. Yeah, so they're, they're known as a, as a barrel aging brewery. 
in Wisconsin. Central Waters has the fourth or fifth largest stock of oak barrels in the country. The only other breweries that match or exceed them, Goose Island, New Holland, Firestone Walker, and Founders. There you go. So that's wow. why I'm saying we haven't been to Founders, and I would, I would, I was, I was gonna say Founders has to have a massive amount, but yeah, I mean, in Goose Island, we didn't see the barrels, but we were in there. Saw the building. We saw the buildings. <laughs> I mean, that that block yeah, was true. The buildings. Yeah, I mean, it was where several warehouses. I don't know exactly how many were theirs, but according, you know, to Eric, our resident Goose Island um, professor, uh, there was a lot of lot of barrels there. So that's that's. So before you go too far here. The next sentence is actually quite mind-blowing. Good. When you consider that Central Waters is the fourth or fifth largest stock of oak barrels in the country behind the four that Adam just mentioned, um, Central – you just took the article. Oh, <laughs> I forgot you were looking at it. <laughs> All right, fine. Hang on a second. No, I'll go, I'll go to mine. Oh, I'll there, go. It is. there you go. There you go. <laughs> it is. Trying to change it up a little bit. Um, okay. So the company, uh, central waters, let's see, central waters and founders have the same number of Oak casks. Founders brews 200,000 barrels per year, which this is a, a year old stat. It's probably more than that. Central waters only, only brews 15,000 barrels a year total. And they've got the fourth or fifth largest stock of Oak, Oak barrels, Oak age barrels. That is Nuts. That's crazy. So yeah, to say they're heavy in uh, barrel aging, I'd say that's an understatement. So yeah, they go through and they they also say that you know they started the barrel aging program with just a handful of bourbon barrels. So they made the beer, they put it out, they sold every drop they had, every bit of the profit that they made went back. Um, we made off of that beer though was reinvested back into the barrel program. We've been doing that for fifteen years. So for fifteen years they've been making barrel aged beers. Uh, selling every drop of barrel aged beers that they make and then taking that money and just reinvesting it back into the barrel aged program. I'm assuming that's talking about buying barrels, buying places to store the barrels. That's just, uh, that's crazy. And you know, these barrels, when you get so many, probably majority, a lot of your cost is coming from just rent to pay for the warehousing. Yeah. And then that warehousing has to be temperature controlled. It can't get too cold. They actually, in their new facility, I believe they've got their own, their own facility. They built a warehouse facility. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's gotta be temperature controlled be because controlled. up there in Wisconsin, it gets cold. And if it gets cold, then it's not, the fermentation is going to stop. Yep. And it does get, I mean, it gets hot in the summertime. Not as, I mean, it's, it's not terrible in, in central to northern Wisconsin in the summertime, but it can get really hot, hot and humid certain days, not for extended periods of time, but um, yeah, temperature control is important. All right, are you halfway? I'm almost. Oh yeah, I would say I'm definitely halfway. Look at you. They they have a lot of beers. What's uh, what are you thinking halfway? What's your well, I'm still amazed at how the carbonation, you know what I mean? Um, I didn't think it would be as carbonated as it is because the head disappeared so quickly. Right, but this is not the first time we've seen that. There was another beer with the exact same thing where yep. the head disappeared quickly, uh, but you still feel the carbonation. And I think that's a lot like, again, like a Coke, yep. right? Yeah. Or, or a soda or a pop, whatever, wherever yep. you, whatever you call it, because, you know, the head on a, on a soda doesn't stay around. Right. But you still 
it's still tasted. So still carbonated and swirling it around doesn't do anything. No, I don't. I mean, I don't know if I'm on the on the video feed right yeah. now, but yeah, there's nothing really there when you just a few little bubbles stay on the side of the glass, and but there's nothing. There's no head that comes back. Mm-mm. Now I will say that for me right now, I am tasting more coffee on the back. Okay, there's a coffee after aftertaste. I can taste that. It's kind of sticking around. I'm. I'm heavier on the chocolate in an overall flavor, but I do yeah. I do get coffee. It could be almost a dark chocolate, where I think sometimes dark chocolate does have a mm. hint of coffee, the bitterness of coffee to it. Yeah. That, might, that could be what I'm tasting too. Yep. Um, what I start with three five, right? Yes. Yeah, I think I'm staying at three five right now. It's it's nothing that um, it hasn't really. I mean, again, we said it's already room temperature. I don't know, we didn't think it's going to change a whole lot, just how our palate changes. Yeah, so. as long I mean, as as you get used to the to the bourbony. Uh, flavor. I mean, it's 13.5 ABV. So it's, it's up there. You got a little bit of a adjustment to, to make when you're drinking this. What's funny, I'll be honest with you. It's weird to even say that now after having Dogfish Head 120. Yeah. <laughs> because, because, well, that one, you, the initial shock of it was just like, holy crap, you know? Um, right. And that's an 18%. That's 18%. Beer. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that, I mean, that's, I, I kind of feel like that's, that's kind of a new thing now that, you know, as we drink some of these high ABV beers, that's something to think about as you drink it is the, the shock of the ABV Bruh. and um, the alcohol kind of takes a background instead of the foreground. Right. But in the, in the beginning, it's a foreground, but then it's kind of sits back and really makes, makes for an agreeable um, overall experience, I think, for the beer. So I'm going to stick with a four halfway through. Um, I think that's for me. I I don't have any reason to go up or down. It's just, yep. it's very, very similar to the way it started off. So it's a, it's a, it's a really, you know, it's a good, some of these beers that we rate really high are not necessarily beers. You just want to pour a glass and then and drink it. This is one I think that you just, you pour it and you plan to enjoy it for an hour, hour and a yeah, half. It's a, it's a good, you know, this is a good, I can see this beer being good for just hanging out with your, your buddies or friends, you or know, sipping it while you're just late night sipping, hanging out, talking, yep. whatever. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, it's good. Yeah. This isn't one where you sit down and play cards and drink it unknowing how, fa- you know, not knowing how fast you're actually drinking it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. This is, it's just, it's good to just sit back, relax and enjoy it. So I started to mention that had some baso rotundo to it. You're welcome. <laughs> I started to mention the beers that they have. Oh yeah, you did. They've got seven, eight, seven, not seven eighty-seven. Wow. Seven year-round beers, uh, and I think I've had most of those. I haven't. I think I won't. Let me go back here. I have had. One, two, three, four, five. Now this will be the sixth, sixth one from Central Waters. Uh, I don't honestly don't know which ones. I think most four of the five are. Are you talking about the year round? Year rounds. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've had any of these. So I've had Satin Solitude Stout. I've had their Pale Ale. I've had the Red Ale. Two different red ales, actually, from them. One's a one's considered an American amber slash red. I can't even say the name of this one. It's 
It's it's a year round. Can you do you want to try to try to say that one? The red ale. Oikons. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna try that one. <laughs> I think I actually when I was there, I asked them how to pronounce this, and the guy that was a uh, that was tending bar said it. I mean, obviously they they know how to say they it. They say it all the time. And uh, I can't. I have no idea what he said though. It looks like we. Oh, that's what it is. We consing, like Wisconsin. Uh, we can so Wisconsin. I don't know. It's uh, an Algonquin word for Wisconsin River. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. So that, and then they have their seasonals here, which one, two, three. There's four there. I haven't had any of those. I haven't had any of those. Um, Brewery Reserve series, which we've had the bourbon barrel stuff. That was, I think, it was our first one, wasn't it? Our first. First or second show was it? Yeah, it was early. Yeah. Our first show was Oso's Night Rain. I remember. I really that. want to try that Scotch Ale. Yeah. Oh wow! I didn't even know they had the Scotch Ale down there. I want mm-hmm. that. I gotta look for that one. That would be. Oh, they got a barley one too. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're gonna look for those. Do I smell a trip to Amherst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, specialty releases, which is um, what is what I guess what they just release them every now and then. I guess. Well, let's click on it. I am clicked on it. It's on the screen. Let's see. Everybody can see it. If you're watching on YouTube. It Um, does not say what specialty releases are, but I'm guessing that those are ones that they just, uh, they may not tell you when they're going to release them or when they're going to do them. They just actually saw the space ghost at beer bazaar yesterday. Did you? Yeah. Uh, Imperial style with chili peppers. I haven't yet to try a beer with peppers in it. Although I know there are several, several beers out there that do it. Um, that might be an interesting one. They had a beer bazaar yesterday. Yeah, space is full of mystery, darkness, and the heat of a thousand suns. Don't fear the heat. Uh, that's their Space Ghost Imperial Stout. Hmm. All right. Uh, then they have their cellar oh. sessions. Or do you want to talk about that a little more? No, no, go ahead. The cellar sessions, which I guess this is a part of. Uh, I would think it has to be. It's not listed. They have all the other numbers up here 15, 17, right. 17 18, 19, 14s up there. So. Yep. Yeah, so this has to be coming to this list. Yeah, so it's got to be at some point get updated. The seller sessions. And that's really it. Then they have their production schedule, which is that up to date? Let's well, see. and we say that's really it. That's 32 beers. I know. So that's that's a lot for a 15,000 barrel company. That is a lot. That's a lot of beers. And, oh, I just went to look at their production schedule. I forgot they don't have their 18 production schedule. No, out. nobody does. Remember we talked about that too. I know. I don't understand that. 18 production schedule. That's right. Because you were like, it's only February. <laughs> <laughs> Jokingly, because <laughs> Yeah. We want to know what's coming, everybody. Yeah, exactly. We do. Central Waters. Uh, uh, so Central Waters has a, they've got a Facebook page. Um, it looks like their Facebook Twitter. page is the most updated location. Yes. Much more than their website. Yes. So they're on Facebook. They're on Twitter at CW Brewing. Uh, I'm going to follow them right now. Uh, it's a cool place. I mean, if uh, if we get a chance to go there, I would, I would, uh, you know, if we go there, we would need to make, we would almost need to make a day, a long day or a weekend of it because we could do Central Waters. We could do Stevens Point or Point Brewing, which is right near there, and then we could do uh, Osos. They're oh, all Osos is up there too. They're all within probably fifteen miles of each other. That could be a weekend trip then, eh? Stevens Point, Wisconsin, yeah, is where this is all. These are all located around Stevens Point. It definitely looks like a good place to go. Uh, I'm trying to. 
Oh, I guess I already was following them on Twitter. I accidentally unfollowed them and then refollowed oh, them right away. Geez. Hopefully, I don't notice that. On Twitter, they say they are award-winning, solar-powered, independent craft beer brewed and bottled in Amherst, Wisconsin. Do good, have fun, drink beer, ale, sun, earth, and sky. That's cool. I like it. I do like that. That is very cool there. Uh, I need to catch up. You're drinking faster than me. Damn it. I got to pee soon, so I'm drinking quick. Ah, yeah. That's really, I mean, it's cool that they have such a large barrel program. Um, I mean, barrels, barreling's not really getting, it has been, but it seems like it's becoming even bigger. Even though when we've talked about what's to come, you know, a lot of people would say, well, sours, right? We talked about that. Yeah. Um, Lagers, lower ABV. But you're not going to get lower ABV when you barrel age this stuff. No, it's going to go up. But it's, it's up. it is interesting. I feel like I kind of feel like, you know, from what we've seen early in this year, anyway, is the the barrel age stuff is really really popular, and yeah, the sours actually are harder to find. I mean, I know they're yeah. not. It's not a real popular brew style yet, so they might get easier to find. But every time I go into the liquor store to to find some new sour, I struggle to find. Yeah, I don't I think that down, I, I bought, I, I don't know if I bought a variety six pack or 12 pack the other day, but I think I brought home one sour, one new sour that I haven't had before. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, I think the sours are going to increase in popularity, um, large in part because they're getting better. Yeah. Because I remember the first sours I had were just sour, but no flavor, right? But then a lot of these sours, like the one from Illinois, the Una Annie, Mm, yeah, from uh, Distill. Uh, yeah, no, Unani's the brewery. And, oh, and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Their every one of their sours I've had has been really good. Um, but they, you're right; they don't take up a large portion of the the shelf space in the craft brew section. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's there's hard to find, and you yeah. really got to be looking at labels, to, or you got to ask, hey, where are you putting the, these sours? Um, yeah, but I like them. Definitely like them. I mean, if you look at our quick reviews, I've done. Uh, well, I've done one sour so far, but I got two more sours coming up on <laughs> quick reviews. And if you don't know what quick reviews are, hey, good time to plug it. Uh, quick reviews. We Excellent do, segue. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm professional at this. Um, quick <laughs> reviews. We do we do these long format podcasts that you're hearing right now, um, hour hour and a half long. Uh, when we can actually find information on the beer, <laughs> this one might be shorter. Um, but then during the week we do quick reviews, and those are on our YouTube page where you can. Uh, go there and listen um, and see. We talk a lot more. Uh, we talk about the beer, not as much about the brewery, but we talk much more about the the beer, the flavor and everything. And we give it a quick rating. Basically what we do here, just like the first part of our show where we give it a rating up front. That's our quick reviews. Um, you always have to go find our untaps to figure out what we actually finally end up rating the beer. But if you uh, want to check those out, maybe the long ones aren't your format. Check it out. We got, we got something for you. We got it for you. <laughs> we got your candy, baby. I was just looking at their beer list to see if they have any sours. They don't uh, at this point. So, yeah. you know, it may be coming there, but obviously with the amount of barrels they have with 15,000 barrel capacity per year, they're going to be, they're always going to be heavy on the barrel aging stuff. So well, also it's more like pick your lane, pick right? What, pick what you're good at. Yeah. And go with it. Yeah, I mean, not every good at the barrel aged. Fuck the sours. I know. Not not <laughs> not every brewery has to do every style. No, exactly. And I actually I actually kind of respect that. If uh, 
Right. I mean, if, if you know what say, you're, if you know what you're good at, and yeah, exactly. the barrels are making you the money, you ride that thing Stick until. With it. Yeah. I mean, that's what you're known for. So you don't have to do sours. I mean, I mean, if you do, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try, try it. it. Yeah. For sure. But I love what they're doing. Um, there's there's barrel aged sours. You, know, you can try some of that too. Yep. You're right. So, you're right. I just finished mine. Where's my camera? I moved my camera. There's my camera. <laughs> I just finished mine. I think um, for me at the end of this, it's, it's very good. Um, it's very warming. I'm empty as well. The 13% is nice. Yeah. Um, I think for me, for my final rate, I'm going to go uh, to 375. Okay. Um, it is good. Yeah. Very delicious. If you can find it, which I don't know that really you can. <laughs> I mean, unless you, unless you find somebody to trade with that uh, hasn't drank it yet. Yeah. Um, or you're there. They have it on tap at the brew at the tap house. They so. do still have it on tap at the tap house. That's, that's true. We actually, we just saw somebody checked it in today, right? Uh, 15 hours ago, they checked it out yes, on last tap. night, okay. yeah, last so night was, at the tap house. So there was a check-in. So it is still available for sure at the tap room. Um, I, I'll stick with four all the way through, uh, no temperature change at all. Um, at 13.5 ABV, there was a little bit of an alcohol. I mean, I won't call it a shock, but in no. the beginning, you could taste it yeah. going through it. It didn't really change that much. So I can't change my rating. I'll stick. I mean, you definitely feel the warmth of the alcohol when you're drinking it, you know, well, sure. it's, not, it's not like, yeah, it's not like you didn't hit that. So, yeah. So, uh, we came, we got a little bit closer in our final ratings mm-hmm. as it seems to, uh, typically happen. Um, it's good stuff. Good job. Central really, waters. It's good. I liked it's it. Good. Um, but now that I've actually learned a little bit more about central waters, I am looking forward to finding more of their, their barrel aged stuff. I mean, that's, I want that Scotch ale. I want that barrel. Yeah. Ale. And I'll, I will, uh, I don't know what you can get down here. I don't know what their distributorship is like, but I can, I know at uh, Ridgeview, they've got a, a pretty decent amount of shelf space. Um, and I will, I'll pick up as much of it as I can the next time I go there and uh, either do a quick review or save some for you. And we could do a, Another uh, you show. Scotch, oh, you better give me some. <laughs> just not to, uh, Central Waters did text back to say, "I so I they after they texted me the IBU or the ABVs. I mean, um, I told them awesome, thank you so much, perfect timing. This is really good." And uh, they texted back immediately, glad to help. So good on you for uh, helping us out during the podcast today. Appreciate the uh, the text messages. I'm glad you guys were able to take my phone call and and. Uh, get us some information on it. So it's always nice when uh brewers are willing and able to help out. And I've, I've never come across a craft brewers is not. So yeah. Yeah. They're well, all cool. good people. Any final thoughts here, Chad, as we wrap this one up, uh, you know, final thought would be excellent beer to sip. Um, ex- really, really good beer, a good blend. Um, you know, I didn't like it as much as the three sheeps, but, that's it's still four is an excellent 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 beer um you know we're not ever going to be able to try the older stuff i don't think right even in a bottle share program or or trade i highly doubt anybody's got any of the older stuff left excuse me left the other one of these no like the 17 18 19 14 14 is probably I, i would guess is long gone um, if somebody has it and you want to donate it to the cause donate or, uh, <laughs> perhaps propose a trade, we do have some, some bottles that we 
could potentially let go maybe. Um, but I, I really enjoyed this. Um, and I'm look, it, it just makes me look forward to more of their ba- barrel aging program uh, and see what they can come up with next year for 21. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, so thanks everybody for listening. Thanks for hanging out with us uh, for this episode of the Beard Hops podcast. If there's, uh, if you want to check any of our other stuff out, beardhops.com slash find us is where you can find us. <laughs> and like that. How clever we were. Great. Uh, again, you can also find, we have uh, quick reviews uh, three or four times a week and uh, check those out on the old YouTubes see our ugly mugs there hey speak for yourself (laughs) and i think that's about it man i think we did one another one cheers cheers fellas thank you so much how about we go get another beer let's go get another beer how about i do that again cheers how about we go get another beer (laughs) (laughs) you can actually understand me (laughs) (laughs) i got another beer